We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let us know how you feel about this 10 a.m. slot. Let us know, because we're contemplating going 10 to noon. 10 to noon every day, Central Time. Let us know. So that that will be 11 to 1 on the East Coast. And uh, people out there by you, love, that's 8 to 10. That's a little that's that's a little early, bro. You know, I think that that's why it's the love of YouTube. You can always go back and watch it. I guess that's I guess that is that is the case. That is the case, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We just gave you a full hour of a preview for Notre Dame's Junior Day. Big time commits. Big time. Big time. Especially on the deep, defensive side of the ball. There's some dudes coming to South End. Some dudes. And Notre Dame's doing a great job of trying to plant the flag. In Indianapolis, the surrounding areas, hopefully they hit up Maryville as well. And then they bum-rushed Chicago today as a coaching staff. That's huge. That's huge. It's vitally important. Smile on my face, man. Got to reach out to a couple of coaches and CPS when I get done with the show and see how things went. Matter of fact, I don't even think they had to take the PJ up here. They just hopped in one of the nice little Suburbans. Had somebody drive them up here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Left. Something funny that you might, you know, how young 
because you know you're 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 the food guy right you you you're you're the one that has like a plethora of recipes that you try and that you love to taste right how old does little left have to be before you start training him and raising him right left training to, to for like his journey like we about to start crafting or like you know Standing next to you on the grill, left like learning at your feet. Oh, you that that video you saw the video? Yo, so love. Yeah, that baby out there cooking, man. You know what I'm saying? This right here touched my heart. Yeah. They say you gotta spray over there. Get over there. You can't miss that corner. Touch my heart, dog. <laughs> Look, you gotta train him up, bro. You gotta train him up. Look, he's in the pull up, left. Pull up. He over there for you. Get over there. <laughs> My man is in the pull-up getting it done, left. Yeah. Perfect, perfect arm length, distance, not too up on the grill. He like, let me go ahead and just keep them things, keep them things moist, man. And the wings look good. Ooh. Look fire, bro. You know, that brother, that brother, yeah. He said, if we gonna do it, we gonna do it right. Left. <laughs> That's why I'm like, huh? But kids don't want to know cursing. You know what I mean? These are the skills we need at school. Look at that. In the pull-up, left. What is he about? Six? What is he? Right, he's a biggin', as they call him down there in the country. He's a biggin'. He probably eat what he cook. He look like it. <laughs> Man, that touched my heart, dude. That touched my heart, dude. That baby, that baby gonna have cookouts rocking for decades and decades. I do. I have done some young man a great service, love, because baby girl used to be, you know, because I had the little swinging joint that I used to put her in on Saturdays, bro, when she used to sit next to me and watch Notre Dame football. And she grew out of that. And she would have the corner of the couch under her little blankie, her little door of the explorer blankie when she grew out of the swing. And then the next thing she would do is she would get on the bed behind me and lay on stomach as she got older. My point is I raised, I raised a young lady, dude, that loved to sit there and watch sports, dude. Love man, sports. what a joy that is. Love sports. So I have blessed some young man. Some young man's gonna be blessed to say, man, my woman loves watching sports. She loves going to sporting events. I, I expect a thank you gift every year, love. Every, every year, year? I expect a gift on their anniversary. Every year, love. Every year. I need a thank you gift from my son-in-law. That's right, I prepared it right. Yo, she, she, Season tickets to USC games, bro. She goes to USC women's and men's basketball. And this on her own. On, on, to on her own. On she goes with the basketball team. She's been to every Pac-10, Pac-12 basketball tournament. She does that because it's in oh, Vegas. Oh, like the tournament, like the like the conference yeah. championship tournament. Yeah, yeah. She does that because it's in Vegas. She thinks she thinks I don't know. <laughs> She tried to play it like, cause you know she went to Vegas for her twenty first birthday, so she tried to play it. Don't do that to it, Sean. Don't do that to it. I'm my parents. I'm a parent. She's not playing me. She tried to play this like this is gonna be the first time she went to a club in Vegas. I said, girl, you go to Vegas every April, 
uh, every March for the conference championship. Uh, you have been you have been inside a Vegas club. Stop lying to me right now. Oh man, don't do it to a show. Ooh, like I, had that. I had the bust out. I had the bust out. Had the bust out. She she like, oh man, this is gonna be new and fun and first time and and you know oh, how man. I know because her girl, her girl and her soror, which is one of her best friends, is married. To a to a Las Vegas Raider, dude. So every time she goes out there, she has to hook up. Yeah, you ain't going out there consistently with no hookup because Vegas, first of all, too expensive. So you only going there if there's somebody that's gonna get you somewhere fast and for free. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, dude, just don't act, dude. I know it's your 21st, but we're not about to sit here and act like this is your first time clubbing it in Vegas. Don't do that. Your dad. I I know. They try I to know. hit you. They try to hit you with the. I didn't even put. I didn't even know that was. No no. Dude, like I told you, she went for her birthday. I talked to her Saturday night. She's like, "Yeah, I'm waking up tomorrow morning, and I'm headed back." Right. Then I see our IG story. She's at the Raiders Chiefs game. Sitting sitting with some tickets. You know she ain't buying. Just sitting with tickets that I know. You can't afford it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know your pockets. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to pay. And, and they said Raiders ain't giving out tickets for free now. No, they. I know that. That extent. Absolutely not, man. Lucky <laughs> podcast. When we come back, we'll get into more Notre Dame talk. NFL big weekend, man. You want to talk about quarterback play? and showing the difference or taking a step up. We'll talk about that and correlate it to Notre Dame football. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we got about 20 more minutes, man. We spin it different. Lucky Lefty Podcast, back in it. Left will be back, I'm sure. NFL weekend, right? So how does this correlate to Notre Dame? I think it's very interesting that we see a lot of teams that can win multiple ways offensively. And that I think this is something that Mike Denbrock is going to bring to Notre Dame. Being able yep. to win multiple ways offensively. Let's take the matchup in Orchard Park. Patrick Mahomes goes on the road for the very first time, left. That means nothing to Patrick Mahomes. Now, it might mean something to his terrible offensive tackles when it comes to penalties and pre-snap penalties. It would definitely be a factor. But as far as Patrick Mahomes, I don't think he's going to be affected, dude. I mean, he's just one of those dudes, man. You just, man, put him in the middle of the Coliseum in, on sand. Great quarterbacks, they do what they do. But we'll see how a surrounding cast acts in the same, in a different environment in a, in a divisional round. Then you have your boy left, your favorite quarterback, Josh Allen, with an opportunity to prove himself. An opportunity to prove himself in this setting. Can he take the next step to get to that Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow echelon? and quarterback play, right? And the key to this game might be the running backs. 
Pacheco versus Cook. Who supports the quarterback better in this matchup with two really good defenses? Both of these defenses are phenomenal. So every yeah. time they play, it's a close game. Every time every they play, time. it's a close game. Right? The last time they played in Kansas City, six weeks ago, I think seven weeks ago, we got the infamous Kadarius Tony offside that took away a touchdown that would have put the Chiefs ahead late in that game. Stop. So, when we talk about looking at all of these teams and just using that matchup as an example, because I think both teams, like, look, in the Super Bowl last year, they're down 10, what, 11 points? No, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And it literally just, because I could hear you previously. But think about this, ladies and gentlemen, as it relates to Notre Dame. The Chiefs, they have the greatest quarterback. Greatest quarterback. And they come out of halftime in the Super Bowl. And they go to Isaiah Pacheco. That, 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 they're down double digits to the Eagles. And they come out and go to Isaiah Pacheco. He's going to run the ball. Against a scout. Front seven of the Philadelphia Eagles last year. So it's just amazing that the ability to win big games and impact big games multiple ways offensively is something that Notre Dame has struggled to do. And I think it's something yeah. that Mike Denbrock is going to be able to bring to the offense. Yeah, and it struggled in the sense of like we've been right there, but we it's like we can't figure it out. Yeah. We get to the big dance and get cold feet. But we play well. That's what I don't, you know. Yeah, the game, big games, they're always close. I mean, the Bama game, blowout. A couple of the Clemson joints were blowouts. They've beaten Clemson a couple of times. They're right there both times they played Georgia. They've beaten Oklahoma on the road. Ohio State had a chance to win both games in the fourth quarter. So, like, yeah, like you said, man, Notre Dame is, is right there the majority of the time. In these That's right. Games. Yeah, it's never, we never went to a big game and just no. completely flopped. It's always just been disappointing losses, you know. Big games, and you talk about what Notre Dame needs to do, uh, being able to do what they always do is run the ball, right? Yeah. But being, being able to be efficient in the passing game, that's going to be a change in big games, right? Because that has been outside of the tight end, right? Because Cole Kometten basically got to the lead on his first big game back against Georgia. That's how Cole Komet got to the lead. He comes back against Georgia on the road, Goes over 100 yards. Goes yeah, that's what put him on the map. That game put and him on the map. Next thing you know, he's in the league. Ah, right? So I'm interested in seeing whether or not we start to see. How, do you really think, is Louisville a big game to you, Left? I know it's a revenge game. No. Okay. It's not a big game to me either, Left. It's just not. What is Louisville's history to make it a big game? It's, it's not a big game. And I know Louisville will probably be ranked. They have a lot of talent that they got in the transfer portal. I'm really not impressed with the quarterback they have. But heck, I wasn't impressed with the quarterback they had last year. That's not a big game to me. Now, when we're talking about Notre Dame level, that's not a big game. It's not. It's just not. Like a big game would be Florida State is a big game. 
Florida yeah, State it's, 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 like a, it's naturally a big game, but we don't know how they're going to look this year. Yeah. yeah, I mean, heck, they're picking up all the Alabama guys that are leaving. Yeah, but we saw with all that talent and a shabby quarterback, they look very beatable. Yeah, the quarterback play still isn't uh They got DJ Ulongagale, right? Yeah, still isn't top-notch. Not scared. Not scared at all. Like, there's no fear with him walking in. Not in Ulongagale. And what I mean by that, ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I felt like when DJ Uagalele stepped into Notre Dame Stadium during the pandemic that Notre Dame had a chance to win. I was like, we can win this game. And it took us overtime to win. But the moment I knew Trevor was going to be back for that championship, that conference championship game, I was like, yeah. Nah. Nah. It just didn't seem the same. Like, it it didn't seem... There's no quarterback on this schedule that gives me that feeling. 100%. That's why I said this is the most slam dunk that we've ever been. I don't even think the Texas A&M is a big game. Not with what they got going on. They got bigger A&M, problems look, to solve. Look, their record has been 8-4, and 8-4, 9-3. Like. Us losing would be more disappointing because we're further along as a program than what they are. So all the things they're trying to iron out, we've had it ironed out already, and we're rolling. We're This is the rolling year. It shouldn't be any worry about, oh, we got to play big-time Pittsburgh. What? I mean, it's a no big-time. bigger than who we, who we it's are. It's a big-time SEC program. I get it. They're a historical football program. I get it. They had battles with Lou Holtz back in the 90s, great battles in bowl games. I get it. But this is, even with Mike Elko being a great coach, building a great staff, this is a transitional year. They lost a ton of talent. They have a talent. They had a talented roster, but they Damn. lost a ton of talent. Now, Notre Dame can't lose to a team in transition. No. That first game in a new system, first game with new players. Notre Dame is three years into Marcus Freeman with an established staff. Losing, losing that game would be a disappointment, left. It, it, it flat out. Yeah, it's a disappointment because a team that's rebuilding over a team that's built. Yes. We're built. Yes. There's no more. I mean, obviously we can add, but we are built from a structure. Elko's got to put his whole system in. We're up and running. Yeah. So it's an indictment on us losing it. And a bigger credit to them winning because they're like, man, we didn't expect this. Nobody's expecting them to just roll out and be the team that's as successful as we've been. Yeah. Just starting out. Like, who is this, Urban Meyer? <laughs> we know Elko. <laughs> man. That's what, but that's the same argument I use with Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. I'm just like, it's just not an automatic nine win season. And I'm left, I promise you, initially when you said it, I was just giving a lot of credence to the name Alabama. I was. You know, and I said, I think the floor is going to be nine wins. I thought, I was like, yo, I can see them winning nine, maybe losing three. But Alabama was based off of Saban. Yeah. And I think you see Caleb Downs leave. 
That's a huge player on the defensive side. Isaiah Bond was huge leaving. Isaiah Bond going to Texas. You have Caden Proctor jumping in the portal. There's rumors of Keon Keeley leaving. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of top-notch talent. That's right. And I'm like, and then yeah, Julian Sayan left and decommitted from it's the 24th. It's a big, so it's a big team. It is. No, A and M was a talented team. A and M's not. A and M was paid talent for sure. They do not have the same depth that they used to have. And the crazy thing is, the depth that they had didn't win, so it didn't make a difference. The depth that they had didn't win. Now, you add different coaching, different systems, but still, you don't lose to a team that's transitioning into a new, and you're in year three with just or more talent. Yeah, that, that, and I hate to say it out the gate, game one, but that would not be a good loss, not in year three. It wouldn't be acceptable at all. It would be hard to. It would be hard to look past it because it's like, what's the excuse? Mm-hmm. All their best players, quote unquote, left on their own fruition, and they're not structured or went through the peaks and valleys yet that we have. So experience should win us this game. Mm. Yeah, they'll get some guys to come in, but the unity and experience should win. I agree with that, Left Lucky Lefty Podcast. So what allows a team or what's the most important call in a team being able and a team being able to have multiple ways to attack good teams and good defenses? Like if it's one, if you said this is the one thing I need as a play caller, OC, going into this matchup against Kirby Smart in Georgia, what would it be? Or I'll, I'll, no, I'll give you three things. Give me the three things. Because one is kind of, that's, you need more than one thing. Give me the three things you need going into a matchup with, say, Georgia in a playoff. A capable quarterback, a dynamic receiver, and a nasty D-line. A D-line is going to force Georgia offensively to lean on something. If you don't force Georgia to lean on anything and they running and passing and play action and all this stuff, it's not too many teams that you can deal with because they're, they're just too consistent on the other side of football. We learned the blueprint from Ohio State. If you can get into a scoring matchup with Georgia, that's your best way. Because Georgia has leaned so hard on just shutting guys out so you only had to get a certain amount. But when you shock them by saying, okay, we got to keep up with our score. That's the game you want to be in with Georgia. I don't think they're built to where try to go 2017 and try to win on the last effort. You got to have them on their toes all the time. Lucky Lucky Podcast. And and the D-line is going to be the stabilizer. Because you got a nasty D-line, you get the offense off the field, get a chance for more turnovers. Quarterback that's generational talented. I know that's hard to ask, but that's that's something you can lean on going into a game where we're just talking hypotheticals. Hypotheticals, nine times out of ten, you get a generational quarterback or a first-round talent quarterback 
That's an ingredient to success in most cases. And then finally, that dynamic receiver that has always challenged Alabama and Georgia defenses is star receiver cores. Trevor Lawrence threw for like 400 yards in the championship game against Bama. Deshaun Watson threw against 400 yards, 500 yards damn near. 889, eight, eight, bro. <laughs> Two years in a row. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to beat that that Georgia secondary, that Alabama secondary, that's the weak link. Bryce Young had a fantastic showing against Georgia's secondary. C.J. Stroud a fantastic showing against his secondary. So if you want to beat a team that is just extremely built, box seven, secondary is the weakness. And it, and it only shows in championship games and at the end of the season because you're playing the generational quarterback usually, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you. We still don't consider USC a big. I mean, it's a rival. So hold on, close. It's a big USC game. Is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, that would be that dream matchup, right? That dream matchup in the national championship game would be to beat USC. But like regular season Caleb, the way we did, it's not looked at as a big game. It's looked at as a rivalry. Mm. And you know, there's a ton of rivalries that aren't big games because one team, you you know. So this isn't a big game because when USC Michigan, Michigan State, right? Basketball, but, Illinois and Northwestern is a rivalry. Right. We don't look at Illinois Northwestern doing like right. That. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Northwestern competition. No, 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 and they still claim to be Chicago's Big Ten team. <laughs> like that's their mantra: Chicago's Big Ten team. No, no, no. Chicago's downtown team that's located here. Man. <laughs> no. But yeah, so USC can't seem like a big game to me because if you get a Heisman winner that you riding the success and hype off Daddy. of and we beat him and score 45 points, what what can else Daddy. be big? Because y'all not going to be no number one team in the country because y'all don't have a defense ever for that. So what's big about what y'all bringing? Y'all already had the, the best of the best at that position that's worth to watch and we watched him. Yeah. So so what's big about our next matchup? We have a better team. We'll probably be ranked in the top 25, top 10. And are you going to be ranked in the top 10? Who knows who your quarterback is? You still don't got a defense. Secondary is atrocious. Receivers have left, right? So I don't know what makes the game big. Lincoln Riley can't go out there and score no touchdowns. So what's making the game big with USC other than that's our rival? Man. That should be that should be a slam dunk also. Because they're also in a quote unquote rebuild stage. It'd be a shame to lose the USC at a re quote unquote rebuild. They number one quarterback left. So it's like, what are we talking about? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I don't know. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Who do you think? Now, here's a trick question. Who is the best quarterback to implement Mike Denbrock's system? I didn't say who's the best quarterback. Who's the best quarterback to implement Mike Denbrock's system? In the system that's that, like a little curveball. Uh, not are the quarterbacks the quarterback. right now? Yeah. Huh. Are we including Deuce Knight? So all included, Deuce Knight included. Um, I would say Kenny. I just don't know enough about CJ Carr yet, so that's kind of a little unfair. 
And I only say it only included Deuce Knight because mm-hmm. of what I believe uh, uh, what the offense could look like. Mm-hmm. CJ Carr, I just feel like he's hit his ceiling. Like he's he's going to be as good as he's going to be. He is what he is. He's a good quarterback that can win when the table is set. I just think that, you know, which is a really good quarterback. That's eight, nine wins a season potentially. Yeah, yeah. I, that's, I, I mean, that's, I mean, we can't, come on now. You win eight, nine games a season, you, you're going to be celebrated in some regard. Mm-hmm. I just think that's who he is as a player. I don't, you know. Do you see something different, Sean? Because when I compared to Deuce Knight, I'm like, okay, there's potential where we can catch a season of a 12 win and but I would some of the prisoner, similar things going right. I would be a prisoner of the moment, not to look at what he did with Jaden Daniels and say a quarterback more like him, but that could be. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. Could, but that could be Riley Leonard in certain hey. aspects. So. You know, I don't think I would say Steve Angeli would be the prime candidate. Steve, I think Steve is a prime candidate, but I think Kenny could run it better. I think Steve could do it on a. I think well, I think all three could could run it. That's all three could run it. Is who would get the most out of it? I think Kenny by like, you know, more knowledge, quick passing game, Steve, Kenny, just the arm talent. Just the arm talent, you know. everything. And then Riley Leonard being a dual threat. Riley Jeff Leonard can probably James. execute all the things he's asking. And then it's, but he's got to balance staying healthy, you know, because he's running around. It is. He's running, he running around. Like, think about this. When Duke got in trouble and when, when in doubt, what did they go to? The quarterback run game. And that's mm-hmm. just so unusual when you're hyping this kid up as like a, possible first round pick. I don't know how many quarterbacks that are run first that are hyped up as first round picks these days. Mm-hmm. They didn't go five wide when they got in trouble with, against Notre Dame. They went to quarterback run game. Now, maybe that's strategy. But I just haven't seen any top quarterbacks that have been in the draft lately start running the football in order to try to win the game. I just haven't seen it. I don't know if, if it was just one time. Yeah. But Ohio State didn't ask C.J. Stroud to start running around with quarterback run game when the game with Georgia got tight. Yeah. They said, we need to throw that thing. And when we get in the same positions, I find it hard in a big game to be like, let's run our way to victory in, in, in situations we got to win. So let's see what happens. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.